You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, it really is amazing what's taking place with these pallets. Um, we're just starting to get more information about the fact that the state is going to create this little um, homeless village uh, right at uh, the club known as the Foxy Lady in Providence. So the state is going to spend the money on this. It's going to be over $4 million. It's going to be free housing. And some members of the media are trying to clean it up a little bit. Pallet shelters, homeless people. Um, but the fact of the matter is, I have no idea why you have to pay for it, why I have to pay for it. I don't understand why any of us um, actually have to pay for it. And if anyone thinks it's temporary, they're not going to go anywhere. So I want to play. This is the Channel 12 story that they did on the proposed pallet shelters. Shelter units on empty state land behind the well-known Foxy Lady Strip Club in Providence. Construction crews could be spotted preparing the four-acre lot behind Victor Street this afternoon. 45 temporary units known as pallet shelters would have windows, smoke and CO detectors, plus heating and cooling units. The village would be staffed 24-7 with access to recovery and mental health services. Mayor Brett Smiley says the city spoke with surrounding properties who are aware of the project and explained why he supports the idea. I don't think people should aspire to be living in temporary shelters either, but it's it's something that we have to try. We've got too many unhoused in our community, and, and certainly this is progress from an encampment. The proposal still has to get approval from the State Properties Committee, which is expected to discuss the idea later this month. Should that happen, the Housing Department anticipates the site to be up and running sometime in March. Well, the fact, of the, we in the fact of the matter is... Um, as much as they're saying they're waiting for the hearing, they've already started the work on it. So I know they say that, you know, no one wants to be outside. But number one, this is what they're starting at, number one. Number two, they're only going to increase it. They're going to start putting them in other places. These are homeless encampments, but instead they're in these little sheds. <clears throat> now... These sheds are going to cost taxpayers. You're paying for this to the tune of about 100000 They're going to have electricity. They're like mini camps. Um, the, this is the, the people are going to say, yeah, this is good enough. It's also going to have air conditioning. So I don't know why they're even saying temporary. They're not going to go anywhere. They're not going to leave. Um, they will work out a system where they store things in one location they'll be able to stay here and then get up in the morning and then go around to the various you know they know where to get coffee in the morning they know where to get breakfast they know where to get free lunch they know where to get free dinner um how is this not enabling governor mckee are creating these villages this isn't a temporary situation you're going to get more people you're going to have people that are saying, forget about getting a job, forget about paying rent, forget about living outside. I, I want to get one of those. So, and then, you know, when you have that, and then they, I'm sure they have locks, they can then store things in there. A lot of, a lot of things can go wrong. Where, where these are placed, there'll be an increase in theft, certainly drug activity, assaults, sexual assaults, plus they're going to have pets. But do you see now the responsibility is now going to fall on the state. This is they're doing this in California and it's not there's nothing temporary about it. If anything, you're now taking on if, if something happens, the people say you have to replace my pallet, whatever. Think of the flooding that's taken place. Think of anything that happens. If if the heating or cooling in the unit suddenly is faulty, they would turn to the state and say, well, you have to replace that for me. Or maybe now, you know, I have two dogs, so I need a bigger place. Uh, this woman I met, I got her pregnant. So now we're going to have a child. So you need to give us the biggest. Uh, th this is not temporary. The, let, let me say this. There's no evidence in other parts of the country where this experiment has been tried that it doesn't result in temporary. It becomes permanent. And you're going to get more people. 
So suddenly there'll be 500, suddenly there'll be 1,000. Suddenly they're going to have to start to, you know, they'll, they'll pop them up all over the state in different places. I don't think this solves the problem. <clears throat> You're getting people then in the routine where they don't have to work, where they don't, they're not, here's one of my biggest contentions is they're not contributing anything. Actually, when I've interviewed many of them, some of them, they say, oh yeah, I, I do charity work. I volunteer. You need a paid job. You, they're not helping those people. They're not all, by the way, they're not all drug addicts. They're not all alcoholics. They're not all mentally disturbed. More and more, there are some people that float in that say, yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel like getting, I didn't feel like going to work today. I don't like doing that job. I don't like being, you know, whatever it is, a dishwasher, what have you. I don't want to pay rent. Let somebody else pay rent. I don't want to. I want to, you know, smoke weed. A lot of them get disability checks. So they get some small amount of money each month. Not a lot. But maybe it's $1,000. They use that for, you know, various things. Cigarettes, drugs, booze, what have you. So you're, you're just making it easier. It is, it's an element of enabling is what it is. And this is also... Who would want to go into a shelter with these available? Remember in the shelter, you have to be there at a certain time. You have to leave the next morning at a certain time. Can't bring in weapons. Can't have pets. Can't bring in drugs or booze. The shelters have rules. You then have to leave for the day. A shelter is just that. It's meant to, you just receive, you receive shelter for the night. That's not what this is. This is... They have their own little place. And, and of all places, it's right behind the foxy lady. Beds and eggs. Beds and legs, excuse me. Ridiculous. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, especially this time of year. So much going on. They always have a nice crowd right there. Full bar, lodge dining area right there in the lounge easy to get to whether it's lunch or dinner a great meal is waiting for you at the lodge pub and eatery think of this since 1994 that's right celebrating the big anniversary this year i'll see you at the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln you're listening to the john DePietro show so the big story continues you know yesterday was belichick leaving the Patriots after 24 years. I found it sad, but only be sad because we think of, I think, we think of what the past 24 years have been like. And it was really remarkable with the Patriot way and the Super Bowls and just how exciting they made it and the way the team just exploded and Belichick, Brady, crap. I mean, the whole thing. You could just go down the list. And then, boom, suddenly the switch is flipped. And Gerard Mayo is expected now. He will be the new Patriot coach. So that will be the news of the day. He'll be introduced at a press briefing. Uh, coach Kraft, it's my understanding, and I think this has been confirmed in reporting. So Mayo has it in his contract that he was to be the next head coach. Gerard Mayo. What's different about this is they weren't expecting to part ways with coach Belichick as fast as they did. I think the plan was they thought Belichick would be the coach up until 2025. I believe they thought he would then close in on the Shula record. It's all about the Shula record. Coach Bill Belichick needs 15 wins in order to surpass Don Shula as the winningest coach ever and he's this close and and he should be able he will make it happen but but suddenly now for all this speculation of who the next coach may be right now it sounds as though it this is already like a done deal it's already in the language as a result of that they don't have to go through all the normal procedures that they would have to with the nfl and hiring there were people that were mentioned Former Patriot, newly fired coach Mike Vrabel of the Titans. Uh, Minnesota Viking defense coordinator Brian Flores. But 
it looks like that's just not going to happen. Gerard Mayo will be the first black head coach in Patriots history. Head into this hiring cycle, New England is one of 13 NFL teams to have never had a black non-interim head coach. That is going to end. So Mayo joined the staff of Belichick staff in 2019, popular head coach, and now he will become the next head coach of the Patriots. So, folks, it is a cutthroat business. They move right on, and he's going to be Kraft's guy, and they've seemingly have all made the decision, and now it's just going to be who's also going to be the general manager. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. All your oil needs, make it Henry Oil. Call Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Call Henry Oil today. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery. It's Henry Oil, residential commercial fuel oil delivery since 1947. They also have budget plans, service contracts, lock, lock and cap pricing, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. We got a long way to go with winter. Make sure that tank is filled. Call Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, a local family-run business since 1947 that you can depend on. For all your oil needs, call Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, Iowa. Next two weeks, this is big, Iowa Caucus, Monday night, and then the following Tuesday, New Hampshire. Folks, joining us right now, Republican National Committee Director Strategic, also Rapid Response. We've had him on the program in the past and it is Tommy Pigeot. Tommy, first of all, thanks for taking the time. Welcome back to the John DePietro Show. Let's let's start, if you don't mind, let's start with Iowa. Now, first of all, weather doesn't sound very favorable, but give us some insight into the ground for the Republicans in Iowa. Well, first of all, this is where ground game really gets put to the test for a lot of these different candidates, because unlike a primary, for example, you could show up maybe throughout the day. You could go when you have a break at work or when you have time after work for a caucus if you have to show up at a given time uh go to that different uh, precincts and then you hear a pitch from different candidates uh representatives so the campaigns need to get people out to the caucus sites they need to get out their representatives to make that pitch so it's a big test of that ground game you mentioned the weather that's going to be a challenge we hope everyone stays safe but one thing's for sure the enthusiasm across the board for making sure joe biden loses in november could not be higher there is so much enthusiasm for that and it really starts officially now with the first casting of votes here in iowa uh on that road to making joe biden a one-term president so tommy just so people have an understanding uh because the caucus is different let's just say um you know you have someone in iowa they live near high school they're going to caucus at the high school gym so they'll go over and the way i understand it Okay, all of those that are with and want to support President Trump, you go into this corner of the gym. Those that are supporting Governor DeSantis, you go into another corner of the gym. You want to support Governor Haley, you go to you know another part of the gym, and then Vivek. So it's, it's, it's very different than voting, and it's very, very open. Would you say that that's a, a fair representation of how it works? Well, actually, they no longer do the groupings anymore in terms oh. of people standing different parts of the, You are correct that that's happened in the past, and the Democrats did that last time. But this time, it's it's a it's a secret ballot, but there are those pitches. So it's, it is okay. very open in the sense that you go and you're you're there to be convinced. right? So that, that what, you're, what you're talking about, in essence, is true in the sense that you go there and you're, you're open. You most likely come with a candidate you have in mind that you want to support, that you want to vote for. But you're also there to hear those pitches from the candidates, unlike a primary system, for example— or even a general election where you know you, you line up to vote, you vote, and then uh, you go on your way. And in, in, in a caucus event, it's it's not even just the voting for uh, the primary uh, candidate that you want to represent the Republican Party. There's also a, a whole degree of party business that, that gets accomplished at these meetings. So they really are community meetings. It's about civic engagement. It's about making sure that your voice is heard, then also hearing from those candidates as well. Uh, and I think just one thing, if I could throw in there, I think the caucuses in Iowa are a great example and a contrast between Republicans and Democrats in the sense that Democrats 
can't run a caucus. We saw last time the that's chaos right. that happened from the Democratic yes. Party. So, I, and that's why they changed their primary schedule. That and to help Joe Biden right now in Iowa, they won't know the winner of this caucus. They're voting by mail all the way until early March. Uh, they're running from Iowa as fast as they can. One, because they want to abandon voters as fast as they can. But two, they can't run a caucus system. And that just shows Republicans are more competent across the board. I think it's a, it's a great contrast for Republicans. So it, it'll be by secret ballot. So it's not as if, you know, if you see neighbors on your street, ultimately you won't know whether or not if they cast a ballot for Governor DeSantis, Haley, Vivek, or President Trump. Is that correct? Yes, but though to your point, it is a more open system in the sense that people go. It's a meeting, so your ultimate sense is correct in the sense that people go, they hear pitches from candidates. People are trying to be convinced, but yes, ultimately it is a it is a secret ballot in the sense that you won't know ultimately who somebody voted for. How many um how many tickets do you think uh, get punched out of Iowa and then New Hampshire's, you know, eight days later? Well, ultimately that's for each candidate to decide. Okay, uh, it's always hard to to know who, who's, you know, especially without seeing the results and knowing the results, you know, the candidates are throwing around different expectations. Some are saying it's coming second, third, first, you know, strong second, you know, there's, there's all different ways that they try to set or lower expectations. That's part of the game. Ultimately though, it is a test of that ground game. It's a test of candidates that have spent a lot of time in Iowa. And then going forward, you have so many different primaries that are really going to put these candidates to, uh, to the test or before voters and then voters are going to make that decision. Um, I think, again, it does show the enthusiasm on our side that there are, is so much talk around Iowa, around New Hampshire, around this primary process, and so much excitement to come around our Republican nominee and beat Joe Biden. And then, um, folks, just so everyone understands on the calendar, so you have Iowa coming up, um, well, Monday night, Martin Luther King, and then the following Tuesday, not the next day, the following Tuesday is New Hampshire. And, Tommy, so, you know, you're speaking to people who New Hampshire's about 90 minutes from where we are right now um if you could just touch on one of the things that we're hearing a lot from people is you have people that they live in massachusetts but they may have a ski house or a uh, a lake house in new hampshire but something that people need to keep in mind is new hampshire it is an open primary so people can in fact it's not a closed primary there are people who who could then go and vote in the republican primary so it is an open primary in terms of crossing state lines and all that i I really encourage people not to push the limits of the law in right. terms of what's allowed and the rules and everything else. And, and when it comes in general, just generally speaking about these elections, uh, especially looking towards November and the general, we have a really robust election integrity program. When it comes to those November general elections, we're actually holding election integrity trainings uh, across several key states, dozens of them in the coming weeks. Uh, so the election integrity is a huge priority for us. Uh, Ultimately, Republican voters are going to decide who the Republican nominee is. Uh, that's what's going to happen. That's what should happen. And we're going to our focus is making sure that Republican nominee is in the strongest position possible uh, to, to really beat Joe Biden in November. Folks, again, he is Tommy Pigeot, Republican National Committee Director of Strategic Rapid Response. Tommy, great job as always. The big days are finally here and we'll talk to you again. Thanks for having me on. Couldn't be more excited. For all your tree needs, call Yankee Tree today. The tree trimming experts in Lincoln call Yankee Tree at 401-439-6028. Whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, emergency service, bucket truck service, even bobcat service, you can depend on Yankee Tree. Remember, 24-7 emergency service is available. They are fully insured, licensed arborists. Yankee tree with all these storms don't let some dangerous branches fall onto your home or business call Yankee tree today 401-439-6028 the tree trimming experts in Lincoln you can depend on Yankee tree service call them 401-439-6028 free quote 24-7 emergency service Yankee tree service there when you need them 401 401- 439-6028. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, President Trump held a quick news conference outside of the court, the New York civil case. Let's dip in a little bit. We've asked for directed verdict many times. Uh, they don't have any facts. They don't have any evidence against us. Millions and millions of pages, years of litigation, and all politically motivated. She campaigned on a I will get Trump 
if you've ever seen any of the uh, seen any of her clips they're horrible clips actually the anger she's got serious trump derangement syndrome there's no question about Letitia james the corrupt attorney general of new york so we've proven our case there's not one witness against us other than one person who is a, a deranged he's got a lot of problems he's a man who's uh, been convicted of lying he's a felon convicted felon and uh, not a good person but that's their only witness and he's now crashed and burned they have no witnesses and by the way that witness took back everything that he said he took back everything he said in court took it all back so they have no case it's a shame that a thing like this is able to happen uh, businesses leave new york uh, she went after exxon and they decided to move to texas and uh, hundreds of millions of dollars they pay in taxes i paid over 300 million dollars of taxes over the last number of years 300 million and uh they don't recognize that. They don't recognize anything. So, not think of it, not one witness, millions of pages of document, years of this nonsense, and now it goes on. And one other factor, we won this case already in the Court of Appeals. The Court of Appeals voted in favor of us. But this judge has been very, very slow to accept that opinion because that's not the opinion that he wants. But we won in the Court of Appeals. That's the boss of this judge, who has to know that. And it was a conclusive victory, statute of limitations and other things. And that case has already been won. So uh, that's the story. And I thought we'd come down to 40 Wall Street, which is a great building. And you'd get a chance to see one of the nicest buildings in New York and a convenient place. And I don't have to pay any rent because we have it. And it's been a very successful building. But it's a shame to have to have gone through this for years and years and years. And now we'll see. If we're going to get an honest verdict, we didn't have a jury. We had no rights to a jury. It's a statute that's never been used before for a purpose like this. I just watched a certain broadcast and they said, you know, they've been looking. Has it ever been used before? This is a statute that's a consumer fraud statute, never been used for anything like this before. And it's a shame. It's uh, it's really a uh, it's a witch hunt in the truest sense of the word. It's election interference. And uh, it just came out, I, this was just, right now, Letitia James visited Joe Biden in the White House numerous times during the Trump witch hunt. And this just came out about 10 minutes ago, I got it. And so it's all, it's all a conspiracy to try and get Biden, who can't put two sentences together, trying to get him into office. So I just want to let you know that uh, we have our best poll numbers, we have the best everything, despite this. And maybe because of this, because the people of the United States, all of those people back there, but the people of the United States really get it. They get it better than anybody else. Yeah, please. Mr. President, do you agree with your lawyers what they said on Tuesday, that you should not be prosecuted or could not be prosecuted if you ordered SEAL Team 6 to kill a political opponent? Well, you're talking about a totally different case, the immunity. I say this, on immunity, very simple. If a president of the United States does not have immunity, He'll be totally ineffective because he won't be able to do anything because it will mean he'll be prosecuted, strongly prosecuted, perhaps, uh, as soon as he leaves office by his by the opposing party. So a president of the United States, I'm not talking just me, I'm talking any president has to have immunity. As an example, Biden could come out and you could get him on the border. You could get him on what happened in Afghanistan, a horrible, most embarrassing moment in the history of this country. You could get him on a lot of different things. You could get him at taking cash from countries. You could get him on the prosecutor, not prosecuting his son or the company or whoever it was, Burisma, uh, in, in Ukraine. You could get him on that, uh, where he, it was a quid pro quo, if you remember that. Uh, if they don't drop the prosecutor, we're not giving him a billion dollars of U.S. funds. Uh, if you don't have immunity, you can... You know, I mean, you won't be making any decisions, so you have to have it. And I liken it to the, fa the fact that uh, police have to have their control back. They have to have respect. And you can always have a bad apple. You can always have something happen. But at the same time, you have to, you have to stop crime in this country. It's very much like that. It's very similar to that. But you have to have immunity for a president, and I think most people are seeing that. I've read a lot of legal reports lately and scholarly reports that are saying you really have to have a president of this country has to have immunity or they're not going to be able to function in office. Yeah, Bob? President Trump. You know, 
he, um, folks, you're going to hear a lot of talk, obviously, over, you know, the next several weeks and months. But I think we can all agree the system of government we have right now, I mean, this is not working. So I'm not saying I'm entirely you know, in favor of strongman type of government. But I'll say this, the form of government we have in Rhode Island, where McKee Matos basically manipulated the system, got into office, day of voting thrown out the window, all of this ridiculous ballot harvesting, that, that, that's, that's not how it was designed. And, and for anyone that says, well, that's our system. Well, that wasn't our system. They, they've evolved into this. This isn't a democracy. McKee is a puppet to special interest. So you have a couple of union bosses that are running the place. That's not a democracy. So for all this talk that they, you know, you're going to hear about democracies on the ballot and what this guy threatens, I, I, I'm open to some other form than what we have right now. Because in Rhode Island, all the, the elected officials in office do is continue to mip, manipulate our election system so they can hold on to power. That, that, that's not democracy. That's not how it was designed. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Stop in and see Marie, that historic white church. Shop local, inside, all quality products, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies. They understand quality, integrity. It's my health. It's all about your health. Local products. I say honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. You know, they carry over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products, and much more natural skincare products. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Mended Road in Cumberland. It's all about health for you, for your family. There's vitamins for children, all different types of teas, all different types of spices. Boy, what a difference it'll make. Shop local. Stop it and see the queen of health. It's Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, right in that historic white church. It's all about health. It's all about your health at It's My Health. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, joining us right now from the America First Policy Institute, former chief of policy, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. We've had him on before he is so knowledgeable we want to uh, welcome him back to the john DePietro program and it's rob law rob uh, first of all thank you for taking the time to join us and um take us inside a little bit of what's happening with this uh what's the the element that senator mayorkas in fact could finally be held accountable for his lack of diligence at the border well, good morning. It's good to be back on your on your show. Um, yes. Yeah, so this week, the the House Homeland Security Committee is is finally taking the official steps to impeach Secretary Mayorkas for his dereliction of duty at the southern border, uh, his refusal to enforce the law, and all of the negative downstream impacts on the American people that an unsecure open southern border has. So this is a great first step. This is a long time coming. Um, hopefully it's not too little too late, um, but at least you're finally seeing some accountability uh, where it matters most. Rob, as someone who's an expert in the border, um, take us inside just <clears throat> some of the things that you've read, seen, heard about that by all accounts are just unprecedented. I mean, it's it's hard to even know where to begin. I mean, just look at the, the raw numbers. So in December, uh, we know this through uh, unofficial channels. The Departments of Homeland Security still is not publishing its data. So so much for being the most transparent administration. But supposedly 300,000 illegal aliens crossed the southern border in December alone. Uh, that is the worst month of all time ever recorded. 
and, and this is at a time where historically the numbers are low because the weather is is poor and these are not ideal conditions for for trying to cross the southern border. So so it's an absolute joke when this administration says, you know, the border is closed, the border is secure, we're using every resource available that every tool that Congress has given us. They've thrown open this border. Everybody knows it. Um, and, and really all they're trying to do is deflect the the reality and hope that the american people just aren't paying attention uh beyond that you have record levels of human trafficking that's occurring you know this is human trafficking prevention month and really there's nothing more pervasive in the human trafficking realm in the united states than our southern border and you have you have american citizens 18 to 45 who are dying of fentanyl at record levels and all of that fentanyl is pouring over the southern border so that is really the the legacy of what's going on at the border and it's all orchestrated by secretary mayorkas and president biden folks again we're speaking with rob law rob if you could also just explain to people people see these they call them quote migrants but getting off these buses in new york or in chicago there's word that they could even be shipped into our area. But if you could just back up, when people see them get off the bus in New York City, take us, take people back through how did they get there and, and where did their, like, if we were to rewind the tape, where would it put, not everyone, not all of them, but most of them, um, just take people through how did they end up then, and I support the governor of Texas, but how did they end up in New York City? Sure. So there's two different uh, avenues of how they could have ended up there. One, as as you noted, is you know Governor Abbott has put some of these illegal aliens onto buses because his state is overrun. I mean, you have small communities at yep. the border where, in basically in a week or two, their population is doubling just by the illegal aliens. So it's unsustainable. Their resources are tapped out. So he really brought the issue to the national stage by saying, I'm going to send them to some of the largest sanctuary cities in our country. And then all of a sudden, New York City, our largest city, is griping about, you know, really a handful in comparison to what their overall population is. So some are coming by way of, of, you know, Governor Abbott's efforts. Uh, DeSantis did it a little bit early on. I'm not sure if Florida's still doing the same thing today. Um, but also there is an element of it where the Department of Homeland Security, the Biden administration, is also relocating illegal aliens to different parts of the country. So, you know, we're you have the, the New York City Mayor Adams complaining about the illegal aliens overrunning and destroying New York City. He only seems to have objections to Governor Abbott when really the buck is supposed to stop at the White House and with Secretary Mayorkas. So they're coming through one of those two avenues. Um, really, the I think the, the worst part that people need to understand about is that these non-governmental organizations, NGOs or nonprofits, they are actually profiteering from this mass trafficking and, and smuggling operation because they're receiving our taxpayer dollars and they are using it to help facilitate a lot of the travel, uh, some of the meals, lodging, uh, clothing. Um, these people are coming across our border, violating our laws, and then they're given handouts, things that, you know, struggling Americans, they don't just get debit cards preloaded with a couple hundred dollars on it. Um, and, but that's what's going on. So the NGOs, uh, these, these so-called nonprofit groups, uh, like Catholic Charities and a few others, they're complicit in this operation as well, and they're profiting from it. So I, I think people need to understand uh, the role that the NGOs are playing as well. Folks, again, we're speaking with Rob Law. And Rob, just so people fully understand, the people that are on these buses, they didn't follow the proper procedure. They're, they entered the country illegally. And so therefore, whether they stay in Texas or they end up in New York or Chicago or anywhere else, they don't have a leg to stand on because they're not even supposed to be here in the first place. Is that fair? Uh, you're exactly right. So the kind of the game that is being played right now is you show up at the southern border and you say that you're interested in asylum. And basically just indicating that alone under the Biden policies is enough for you to be released into basically the American community of your choice. But we know that 90 percent of these claims are bogus. Right. And that number has not really shifted much at all. If anything, the, you know, the 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 rejection rate, the denial rate has just increased. And and so people are have figured out that if you stay asylum, you you get in, and then the system is so overrun because of the mass catch and release policies of the Biden administration that you're allowed to stay here for five to seven years before huh. you even go before an immigration judge. Wow. Oh, and by the way, in the meantime, 
the Biden administration is working on over working overtime to get these people work permits. So they're here in violation of our immigration laws, but they're trying to give them work permits. Wow. And you contrast that with the Remain in Mexico policy of the Trump administration, which says you want to you want to make a bogus asylum claim. We'll give you your day in court, but you are going to wait in Mexico until that day. And what we saw happen, unsurprisingly, is people that knew they had bogus claims. They, they gave up their claims. They asked to be sent back home. And those that legitimately qualified were willing to wait it out. And so you saw fewer people coming. You had those who actually did qualify for humanitarian relief get it quicker. Um, and, and what they're doing today is absolutely just making a complete mockery of the asylum system. Folks, again, he's Rob Law, former chief of policy, U.S. Citizenship Immigration Service, also part of the America First Policy Institute. Rob, one final question for you. During this first hearing that they had with Senator Secretary Mayorkas, one of the things that was said by Chairman Mark Green was a willful violation. This is what was different. It's a willful violation of the oath of office. That sounds very, very powerful. Absolutely right. Um, and this is not just gross incompetence like certain other cabinet officials. Secretary Mayorkas, people need to understand, he spent almost eight years in the Obama administration, various roles at the Department of Homeland Security. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows that he, the law requires him to either detain or make illegal aliens wait in Mexico if they make asylum claims. He knows he's not allowed to use parole to allow hundreds of thousands of other illegal aliens into the country. <clears throat> he knows that he's supposed to be deporting people. Only 4% of, of illegal aliens who crossed the southern border last year were actually removed. And so when he claims that he's enforcing the law like it has never been done before, I mean, he's kind of right about that. It's just he's doing it at such a, a minuscule level. It's, a, it's really a drop in the bucket. So everything, every single policy that they are doing, they know is in defiance of the law, and they've decided that their judgment supersedes the laws that congress has passed folks again america first policy institute he is rob law rob again great job great to talk to you thanks for taking the time to speak to us on the john DePietro show yep great to be back uh, talk to you soon propane plus call them today heating and cooling in rhode island 401 885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Three generations you can always depend on Propane Plus for all your heating and cooling. Call them today, 401-885-4209. Three generations, they're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they're going to serve you for a very long time. They have a great user-friendly website. You just log on at propaneplus.com. And then you type in your zip code, residential, commercial, propane plus, heating and cooling, always there for you. Give them a call today in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. The Johnson family, three generations, heating and cooling. You can always depend on propane plus. When it comes to insurance, you need a neighbor, a partner, and friend. You need Chapa Insurance Agency. They're located right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Call today, free consultation, 401-900-INSU, 401-900-4678, Chapa Insurance, SIA. Stephen, very experienced, whether it's auto, home, renters, business insurance, flood, recreational, umbrella, any other protection for your assets, Rhode Island and Massachusetts, Shapa Insurance Agency, your agency of choice. Call today, set up a meeting. They're so knowledgeable, can have everything under one roof. Call Shapa Insurance today, 401-900-INSU or 401-900-4678. Look for them on Facebook, again, located Reservoir Avenue in Cranston, Shapa Insurance Agency, your neighbor, your partner, your friend, one-stop insurance solutions. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Governor McKee, Wednesday, public schedule released this past Wednesday. 
no public, nothing public, no public events. Thursday, January 11th, no public events. Friday, January 12th, no, no, no public events. Now, we, we do have, this is a three-day weekend. Is it possible the governor's away? Possible. He's been nowhere. Very bad storm and flooding from Tuesday. We have more bad weather coming over the weekend. They're going to put a homeless village at the Foxy Lady. Nowhere to be found. Um, I just don't understand the lack of accountability. Now, he can say, oh, no, he's he's working. He's just, you know, he's just not doing public events. But you didn't see the governor touring the areas that had been flooded. Senator Reid is going to be doing that in West Warwick. We're not seeing that from Governor McKee. Just wonder about whether you have Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who apparently is a terrible communicator and was not telling the White House where he was, the fact that he was going under anesthesia, the fact that he was having cancer surgery. Um, I'm not sure what it says about the relationship between the White House and, in that particular case, Defense Secretary. Obviously not a very tight relationship, but closer to home. I'm not saying we needed to know Governor McKee's every waking moment, but he's definitely... You know, you had the governor didn't alert people initially that he was going to Pennsylvania for that Biden speech. Um, and that was the day before the storm. And I'm talking about the Saturday storm. And now all of a sudden, I'm not saying we need to know every waking moment, but I, I, don't, I don't. Is he even working today? Is he in state? Is it a day off? Is it a day off? Is, you know, is, he certainly doesn't seem to go by the Belichick of no days off. Do your job. I just find it, I'm not, I just wonder how much the public should be entitled to know, meaning I think we should be able to know if he's in fact working, if he's out of town, is he on vacation? You do have the long weekend. Did he head out Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, Monday, the holiday? So I don't know. He went somewhere warm. It's possible. I'm not saying we need to know it. We're entitled to know every detail. But I think the public, the taxpayers, I believe we should be able to get a good sense of whether or not the governor's in fact in state and doing his job as governor. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Do you need a good plumber? I found the best plumber, JMB Plumbing. Call them today. All your plumbing needs. 401-743-9153. JMB Plumbing. They've been providing plumbing services for years. Skilled professionals stand behind their work. Guarantee you will be happy. Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes. Repair clogged pipelines. Maybe replace a, a water heater. As well as all your plumbing needs. Call them now. It's JMB Plumbing. 401 401- 743-9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's JMB Plumbing. Call them today, 401-743-9153. JMB Plumbing. And look for them on Facebook. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Boy, what could happen with Lloyd Austin out of communication with the White House? Well, let's start with how about the U.S.-U.K. large-scale strikes in Yemen? Now, this is after this months-long attacks on us. Let's pick up the story. Has tried to avoid expanding this conflict, but after the Houthis' relentless attacks and refusal to heed repeated warnings, overnight the U.S. and our allies fighting back with massive strikes. And this morning, the Houthis are vowing revenge. Overnight, a stunning barrage by U.S. and British forces. A wave of Tomahawk cruise missiles launched from a U.S. submarine and Navy ships backed by fighter jets. 
the target, the Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen that have been attacking commercial ships in the critical Red Sea for months now. The Pentagon confirming the strikes, backed by four U.S. allies, hit over 60 targets and 16 locations, destroying weapons, radar and surveillance systems, and unmanned vehicles. Clearly in the intent here is for the U.S. and the U.K. to take out any military capability that the Houthis might have to continue to harass shipping in the Red Sea. President Biden saying in a statement that after weeks of global warnings to the Houthis, these targeted strikes are a clear message that the United States and our partners will not tolerate attacks on our personnel or allow hostile actors to imperil freedom of navigation. Biden adding he will not hesitate to direct further measures to protect our people. The Houthis have launched at least 27 attacks, claiming they're retaliating for Israel's war with Hamas. It's causing a costly disruption to shipping in the Red Sea, a vital route for billions of dollars in trade. An estimated 15% of world commerce passes through the Red Sea. Major shipping companies now forced to sail around Africa to avoid the violence. We're going to do what we have to do to, to, uh, to counter and defeat these threats that the Houthis keep throwing up uh, on commercial shipping uh, in the Red Sea. The U.S.-led retaliation coming just days after the largest Houthi assault yet, for the first time targeting American ships with drones and missiles. And the rebel group still holds over two dozen hostages, taken after they brazenly hijacked this cargo ship in November. And now, this morning, Houthi leaders are warning the U.S. should prepare to pay a heavy price. Now, administration officials tell us they wouldn't be surprised to see a response from the Houthis, but they say they fully expect that these strikes will degrade and diminish their capabilities with. The Houthis. <laughs> Good thing Austin is still in the hospital, as a matter of fact. Meanwhile, how about a major storm going across the country? Overnight and wow. Besides the messy morning commute, many areas yep. are bracing for blizzard-like conditions uh. tonight. This morning, every state coast-to-coast coast under alert for extreme weather as a new cross-country storm moves in. A heavy snow band causing very dangerous whiteout conditions in Nebraska. This car on the side of the road. In northwest Montana, heavy snow and high winds of up to 64 miles per hour threatening visibility. Snow even reaching the southwest. Residents in Flagstaff, Arizona digging out after nearly four inches fell. In Las Vegas, palm trees dusted with snow. Unrelenting hail pelting West Little Rock in Arkansas. The same system slamming California. Watch this semi-truck slowly sliding on an icy Interstate 80 after its brakes froze. And as if the snow were not enough, much of the country is now preparing for a deep freeze as we head into the weekend and next week. It's going to be record uh, cold in Kansas City. Where, I mean, I think it's ridiculous. The Chiefs are hosting the Dolphins Saturday night, playoff football, and the temperature is going to feel like it's 27 below zero. I, I think that that is absolutely ludicrous. Um, we're just going to get rain, thank goodness. Now, in the meantime, how about in New York? President Trump lashes out at the judge. So former President Trump is waiting to find out if he has a future in the industry and the city that he used to create an image of himself as a titan of real estate. This morning, Donald Trump is waiting for a judge to decide the outcome of a case that accused the former president of exaggerating his wealth on a decade's worth of financial statements so he could get favorable terms on loans. In a dramatic conclusion to a contentious trial, Trump defied the judge and plowed ahead with a terse statement he was never authorized to give. I'm an innocent man, Trump said. I've been persecuted by someone running for office. Ignoring the judge's ground rules to stick to the facts, Trump sat at the defense table and attacked the case, saying what's happened here, sir, is a fraud on me. He attacked New York Attorney General Letitia James. She sued me, he said, to try to get publicity. And he attacked the judge, complaining, you can't listen for one minute. The judge told Trump's attorney, control your client. The judge finally holding up his phone to signal Trump's time was up. This is a case that should have never been brought, and I think we should be entitled to damages. The attorney general wants the judge to force Trump to pay $370 million in penalties and to bar him from doing business in New York. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how rich you are, that no one is above the law. 
Her team arguing Trump should be held accountable, asking would any of this persistent fraud have happened if it wasn't directed from the top by Mr. Trump? There was no jury, so the judge is going to decide the verdict himself. He has already held Trump liable and said he would decide by the end of the month whether to impose a fine or some other penalty that could significantly curtail Trump's ability to conduct any commercial real estate transaction for the foreseeable future. Good morning, Whit. The now, trial's now over. The so whole thing, um, I just don't think that's resonating with it. I, I know. It's just not resonating with anybody. That's not what people are focused on. People uh, definitely focus more on what's going on in Iowa. You know what else is interesting is the amount of people who have been sick, and there is this um, respiratory virus that's making Michael, the rounds. COVID-19, RSV, you know, it's really going, ar going around, and I feel for you if you're sick. If not, you likely know someone who is, and it's because 38 states, you see there, are reporting very high or high levels of respiratory illness, and we really see it in the South. That's where it's most severe. And, of course, these spikes constrain emergency rooms. And So let's talk about what's sending the most people to the ER right now. That's going to be flu and COVID-19. Flu hospitalizations up 35%, and the CDC believes flu and infections will continue to grow. COVID-19 hospitalizations, they've increased for eight weeks straight, recently jumping 20%, but I will say still much lower than this time last year. And then finally, RSV, though cases are still on the rise, many parts of the country, uh, it's dropping in other areas. Infants and children, remember, under four are hospitalized with RSV more than any other age group. We are expecting another update from the CDC later today, but either way, health officials want to continue to stress the importance of getting your updated flu and COVID vaccines as well as RSV shots. Guys? Yeah, very important there, Morgan. Thank you. I don't hey, think good morning so. to you, Michael. I think a lot of people have uh, just checked out on COVID. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvement. Call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook, 401 323 9252 323-9252 AJ drywall plasters home improvement frame to finish basements what a difference it'll make in your basement acoustic ceilings look how beautiful your ceiling could be new homes additions also commercial rehabs painting remodeling contact them today it's a family run business AJ drywall plaster home improvements Call for a free quote. What a difference they'll make in your home, your ceilings, floors, basements. 401-323-9252. What a difference. Beautiful walls and ceilings. 401-323-9252. You can also find them on Facebook. It's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, especially this time of year. So much going on. They always have a nice crowd right there. Full bar, large dining area right there in the lounge. Easy to get to, whether it's lunch or dinner. A great meal is waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Think of this. Since 1994, that's right, celebrating the big anniversary this year, I'll see you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Follow on the scene live stream. That's our Facebook live stream page. You can go to the website, dipetro.com. There's a link there. Or on Facebook, just find the John DePetro Show. That's where we do the on the scene live stream. Follow all the action. Make sure you follow our Facebook page.